All right, welcome everybody to our latest MX Vice SMX Review Show podcast as we talk all things A1 from what was a fascinating weekend of action. Firstly, thank you everyone for listening and supporting the site. We really appreciate it. We'd like to thank our sponsors in Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, ASU Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, O'Neill, and of course, even Strokes for all their incredible support. As without them, none of this would be possible. All right, for this episode, we have another Whiskey Throttle Times MX Vice collaborations. I'm joined again by the great man, Whiskey Throttle Editor-at-Large, Jeff Beaver. How's life? And thanks for joining us, mate. Must have been a crazy weekend for you down on the floor at A1. Oh, man, life is good. The old man is sore, man. Uh, that that was a busy weekend. Friday, press day, and then, uh, you know, Saturday morning, early bird gets the worm, man. I, I don't know what's up with these kids, man. Eight o'clock, don't cut it. You, know, you better be at the gate at six out there. You know, I was first one in the pitch, man. But you got if you're going to be a media guy, you got to be out there getting shots and uh, seeing what's going on, you know. But it, it was it was an absolute blast. So uh, Whiskey Throttle is credentialed now for the entire Supercross season. We've got our team out there, Nate, me, Bruce, Brent, Adam, Ping. We were in full effect, come in looking like men in black, all slicked out, dude. We were, we were a crew, man. It was, it was pretty funny, you know. So uh, big dumb animal and my kids running around. But uh, uh, we had an absolute blast. Um, it was it was fun to to finally get in and be in like legit instead of going in and just pirating like I have been the last couple of years and just, you know, doing G shit. Right. You know, but now, you know, I got access. But, you know, along with that comes responsibilities and and stuff like that and representing the company. And one is my mouth. But uh, I'm not an oil reminder anymore. I got to remember that. I'm like, damn it. Got my hand slapped a couple of times, but oh, well. Um, uh, but no, we had an absolute blast. The, the vibe at Anaheim. Oh dude. And I've been to a lot of Anaheim ones and that vibe was off the hook. I mean, four champions on the line, uh, you know, Jason just, you know, he's smiling a lot. Uh, Chase, he's, he's almost there. Uh, Tomac, you know, he, he stays off. It's just kind of like, I seen him walk into the track walk. I followed him up to track walk with his dad and, I kind of stay away from that guy, you know, he, he likes to be left alone. So I just leave him be, you know, uh, that's just Tomac. And if he wants to say hi, Hey, cool, right on. But otherwise I leave him alone. And, uh, you know, I didn't get a chance to see Cooper. I'm trying to get over by the Yamaha pits is next to impossible. They need to spread out the pits probably another 15 feet. Cause you can't walk between the rigs. It's insane. And, um, but I mean, which is a great thing for the sport. If it's that crowded in the pits where it's gnarly to walk through, it's a real good thing. Um, you know, but the vibe was just, it was there. Uh, we, we followed Billy Leninovich around. Um, I don't know if you guys are really following that in Europe. You should, but uh, Billy's 40. Uh, he won the San Francisco Supercross in 2005. He's our boy. He was Ping's teammate, you know, and uh, one of the cool things about that is he did the whiskey throttle show last year and he mentioned that I think I'm going to go racing again. And Ping was like, ah, yeah, whatever. Funny. He goes, no, no, man, I'm serious. I'm thinking about going racing again. And Ping was like, you're nuts, <laughs> you know, at 40, 40 years old, but old Billy did it, man. Him and uh, John from motor medic racing, um, um, it's funny because Billy's the nicest, most humble guy in the world. And if you get to know John, he's a real nice guy. But if you meet John, he's, you know, he's a tough, tough walnut to crack. You know, he's kind of a grumpy guy. So it's a, kind of the odd couple running around. It's kind of hilarious, you know, uh, but they, they do it. So they, they've been training their butts off and, uh, you know, Team Faith, uh, Fly Racing's put, putting them out and Bobby J's, Yamaha, they're, they, they stepped up and helped them out big time. And, uh, so we filmed some, uh, you know, funny little edits with Billy and some track stuff with Billy, but uh, it was kind of cool to go around and just follow his day coming back. You know, I caught him right after the uh, first practice and, you know, he, he was like, it was good, but, you know, a little rusty, some nerves and stuff like that. And every uh, qualifying he improved. Right. And unfortunately in the LCQ, he came out 24, first out of 22 out of the gate, which sucked. He was super bummed on it. But what was rad is a 40 year old dude went from 21 and he finished ninth. And so I was talking to him last night on the phone, you know, and, and I, I put a little edit up. If you guys see it, it's on our Instagram and our reels. Uh, I went, I wanted to see after we got back, uh, after he came back out of the LCQ and 
it was him and the guys from the team and they were all they're they're very faith-based right you know which was solid in my book and uh they were all kind of in a, a group huddle you know praying about the night you know that hey they made it all out of there in one piece right and so that was a pretty you know like dave said it was a pretty powerful image so i filmed it and put it up but you know i, t- I talked to him tonight or last night and i you know i told him hey look at the numbers on that you know the it's like 150,000 views and I go, the people are stoked on what you're doing, Billy, you know, and he, he was like, right on that thread. And, and then I was like, man, if you would have come out mid pack in that start, you would have won that LCQ. I said, so just, you got the rust off, you got the jitters out of the way, not San Francisco, but San Francisco is supposed to be a mutter. If you look at the weather in San Francisco, it's supposed to rain Saturday and Sunday. And, uh, that's a cold, nasty, wet one. So I'm not going to make it this week. I got stuck at work. So I'm kind of like, well, I'll be watching it from the nice, toasty hotel room. Uh, uh, cheering you on, buddy. But uh, hopefully I'll be back. I plan on being back San Diego and and A2. And then we'll we'll do uh, Seattle with them. So we're going to kind of do a series with Billy. So you guys will get to see kind of the saga. But the old man will make a main event. I promise you that there's you could see the look in his eyes when, when he got off that bike, you know, he, he's got a lot left in the tank is riding solid and uh, he's got something to prove uh, to himself. Really. You know, you can see it. So uh, kind of wanted to start off giving some props to Billy. Cause uh, that that's, that's pretty special. I mean, you think of a Chad retired at 40, this guy was crazy enough to go, I'm going to come back. <laughs> you know, I mean, do you imagine? So his last main event was over 10 years ago, wasn't it, mate? And obviously we were speaking to JT last week on the podcast preview and he was just saying there's not many people that you look on a bike that are that talented as Billy, so he'll be fine. He should, you know, attack the challenge fine. He's, you know, well positioned, better than most to do what he's doing. So they had full faith in him and someone like JT knows him well, like yourself, mate. So it was just cool to see him out there, mate. He got some good coverage on the broadcast. So all positives and everyone in Moto loves those kind of stories. It resonates with the fans, those comeback stories where it's like all the hard work and effort and the grind to just to be at that level to race professional supercross in america is nothing short of amazing at 40 isn't it yeah i mean he he his last main i do believe was in 2011 he said his last mud race was 2008 so if it's a mudder in san francisco uh we all bets are off with a mudder he may win the damn thing you never know he may win the main who knows bill you know mudder is the great equalizer right so i told him go get one of your pirelli mud tires and water the heck out of the track this week and just start mud bogging man and john's not going to be too happy with him having to clean that bike but that was my suggestion but i mean what do i know uh but uh no it it, it was just really cool to see him and uh if, if you ever get a chance to meet him he's just such a, a great guy you you you'd have to be half dead brain dead not to book or to cheer for the guy so uh um yeah but anyway so yeah and i'm it was a blast man uh rj hampshire what would you think of rj Oh, mate, he's an animal, isn't he? We were sort of putting him at the top of those rankings, him and Shimoda, Kitchen, Volan, where would he fit in? He's got the experience. You know, he's been around for a long time. He's still demanding. He's still so demanding of himself, the team, the bike. He wants everything at the level to make him perform at the best. And he just showed what a class act he is, isn't he, mate? In the heats, in the mains, all night he was on it. And it was great to see him win. And he hasn't had that title, mate. So I reckon the time is now for him to get that 250 title. Lawrence Brothers are vacated. He's got the speed, he's got the skill, he's got the mindset, the most important thing, as well as the experience, which a lot of those other guys are racing, they just don't have and money can't buy it. And he's just, you know, he's just so cool to race and so cool to see him succeed. He's emotional, puts his body on the line, mate. He's all in. So just so cool there, mate. So your take on him as well, was that sort of echoing what I was saying there? Yeah, I mean, dude's gnarly. And, uh, you know, Bruce, uh, our brand manager, uh, is real close with RJ uh, all the way back from the amateur days and alias and stuff like that. So they, they have a real longstanding friendship, right. You know? And uh, so we, we spent a lot of time hanging out with him on the weekend and just kind of getting the vibe of how he felt, dude. And you, you couldn't have knocked the smile off his face all weekend, you know? And uh, he, he, he was just dialed. He had his kids and his wife there super stoked when he, when he won the race duty, you know, he gave his daughter the trophy and, uh, you know, that was, it was cool, man. And when he was spraying the champagne bottle, dude, it was like he won his first race, you know, he was that stoked, but, um, the, the kids got nice kid. He's got skills on the bike, you know, and he's, he's a dog. I mean, he, 
I, I forget what kind of where he started a couple, couple spots back in his heats and his, in his main event, but he, he, he bulldogged his way to the front. Right. You know, so I cannot wait to see, uh, what happens the rest of this year. I, I hope, uh, on his nights where he's not feeling it, that he, that if he has to take a third or a fourth, that he doesn't try to ride like it's his last race. You know, I, I hope he, I hope he just, I hope he's, uh, can settle for like a third or a fourth if he needs to, because, uh, I think it'd be really rad to see him get a ch- title and, uh, Nate dog, you know, the manager, man, I want to see Nate. I want to see Nate and those guys prop him up, you know, and Nate, Nate needs a title, you know, and Nate probably pick him up on his own. He's that buff dude. He'd probably pick me up, you know, and guys, guys, a uh, little Arnold Schwarzenegger, I swear to God. But, uh, you know, there's something special going on down at the Baker's factory. I think if you, if you look at how Mookie and Christian and AP and, um, you know, Casey Cochran and RJ, they all, they're, they're all bros, you know, and Casey's probably like the little brother in there. You know, I got a chance to talk to him and Guillaume at the truck and it, it was funny, dude. I mean, they, they talk so much shit to each other. And, and then if somebody's talking shit, I, you know, I'm not even part of the team. I'm going to come in and people are talking shit. I'm going to get in there and start egging them on. So I started egging those two on and getting them bickering at each other. It's freaking hilarious. I was like, this is too easy, man. I, I like this dude. I'd do this. I'd pay to do this, you know, not, you know, but, uh, there, there, there's something in the water down there that they're doing right now. That's really good. I mean, look at AP finished fourth, you know, uh, we're kind of bouncing around, but just for what's going on with RJ and I, he's going to rub off so good on, uh, on Guillaume and, uh, and Casey, I think he'll be, uh, a good mentor for them. And, uh, it's going to be a rad season, dude. Yeah, he definitely is a guy that sets the standard and sets the tone in terms of fitness and mentality and stuff, RJ. And obviously, he was so cool doing what he did at the Nations. And you think it holds him in good stead. He barely had a week off between the Nations and getting back into the grind and preparing for Supercross. And he was already preparing for Supercross before the Nations. So he's in a really good place. He's kind of had the preseason. Do you think that hurts him later on in the season, doing so much racing? It was such a massive 2023 for him and a lot of these other guys. So I guess he's primed at the moment, but I suppose racing 250s, it's not too bad because you get some of those weeks off. So I guess he's just primed to flex the muscles and get this title. Yeah, I mean, you know, you say, uh, is it going to affect him racing all those extra races? Well, you know, all the top guys had to race those extra races too. So everybody got about the same amount. So everybody's coming in on a level playing field, right? Um, and they, they, you know, none of them were walking around grabbing their hip. You know, we, we pretty much made it into a one with the, unfortunately the only person getting hurt was cold. He has a rotator cup and that's kind of a week to week. He, you know, he could have raced, but if he lands on it, then he's really in trouble, you know? So they just made, I think they made a wise decision to not put him where he misses a whole season again. Cause you know, that's, that's just too big of a setback, you know? So, Hey, they put, uh, short and, and uh, Benny out there, but um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. It's a tough one to sort of navigate. You just don't know where they are. Obviously a guy like RJ is never going to quit. So that's definitely one thing in his favor. He's probably like the most fierce competitor out there. So on to another one that excelled this weekend. We're starting with the winners and obviously we got to talk about Jet. Excelled again, mate. The guy's just an absolute freak. First 450 rookie to win on debut, mate. So in the class, just another masterclass. He's so impressive and they can't really say anything about the field not being stacked because his field was absolutely stacked. 450 superclass is no joke, isn't it, mate? And the scary thing thing for him is he still has room for improvement with himself and the bike and the team so that was exceptional wasn't mate the technique judgment decision making so confident and I guess you look at him he's got that sort of happy exterior happy go lucky loves to laugh but when the gate drops he's so competitive too he's an absolute animal so it's really cool obviously we were talking about Dazzy before and he keeps those guys on the right path keeps them humble make sure they're doing the work you know, they're never going to get too far ahead of themselves under that framework. So and obviously they're doing that field experiences package to the Lawrence brothers, which is so cool. Great for the sports sort of to elevate and transcend, you know, some barriers, you know, break down further barriers to get the more mainstream, you know, into Supercross. So really great weekend for Jet Lawrence, especially. So it'd be great to get your thoughts on Jet. And obviously on the other end of the spectrum, Hunter, what a disaster for him, mate. But he'll come back strong. He'll bounce back. He's used to facing adversity. So look out for him at round two, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot to unpack there, but uh, so we'll start with Jetson. But, you know, um, there was a couple little things. Jetson showed that he was human. Um, coming out of the sand section uh, in one of his uh, times out on the track, uh, 
he came in so hot to that right-hand turn that he almost blew the berm and the bike kind of kicked to the right and went in his favor. And then I think he tripled out of it, if I'm not mistaken. Like, so he turned a screw up into a just, Oh, watch that. You know, Jesus Christ, what are they putting in his Wheaties? You know? And, uh, and then when he had that crash where he came out of the whoops, uh, he, he hit that rut, but his body was leaned to the left in the heat race. When he, when he went over, um, uh, he got lucky and landed real soft, but, you know, so there's a couple of things, but, um, you know, he was, he was talking about in the press conference about, you know, yeah, I had to go, I started out way too stiff with my bike. So I think those are some of the things that he hasn't raced every track and got on every dirt in the same season, you know, and he was on different bikes. So you're riding kind of different lines and stuff, um, and, and setting up the bike. I think the only when you're you're doing bike setup i think that just comes with experience i mean some people are going to adapt to being a setting your bike up quicker than others you know there's guys out there that have been racing for almost 10 years that don't know how to set their bike up like feeling wise you know and you can just hear them talking like, oh, okay and then there's other guys who are brand new and they're like oh no i need this and this and you know talk about you know torque values on uh motor mounts you know affecting the chassis and the triple clamp some of those guys are so simple that they can feel the way it turns in and turns out it's it's crazy right you know me just i, I use the german uh torque spec good and tight you know and uh and uh we just run that and uh it feels fine to me but i'm slow as molasses running uphill in february so uh it doesn't matter but uh he his dude what do you the way he races and uh people talk about you know is is he playing mind games is he just running at 80 percent and that's that's the big question we got to see um roxon was really fast and i i kind of want to see like when roxon or chase or when um eli knocks the dust off and goes beast mode what jet's gonna do if jet's gonna ride at the pace he rode at on on saturday night or is there another gear in there you know is because he, he's no dummy and i I, to, I totally think he's being coy you know, I think, uh, I think he's got a little more in there and he, uh, he probably runs just far enough ahead to kind of let him, let him be right on their tail. But I, I, I just think he's that dialed in right now at this point in time. And, uh, Chase has got a little catching up to do. Uh, he looked really, really good in, in a lot of the circumstances, but you know, new bike and they threw a lot at him in a short period of time, but it, you're a stupid son of a bitch if you don't think that Chase is going to figure it out. You know that uh, in the press conference, uh, uh, there's a um, meme page. It's F uh, Vince Freeze is one of the most funny meme pages you'll see. Uh, I won't say that you, you can take what F stands for, but it's F Vince Freezy, and he put a meme out, and it it blends from Chase has a thousand yard stare at the press conference. I was sitting in the front row, my big head was kind of blocking out part of the press conference but when we were sitting there before we got started you know uh jason was sitting right in front of me he was happy as can be jets over there cracking jokes and and uh and chase was just staring off into infinity just you could just almost see the fire in his eyeballs and i go dude that guy's pissed he is pissed that he's in third dude he anything but first place ain't gonna settle with chase he, period so if if you're if you're sleeping on him or telling me ain't gonna do nothing you're you, you get your shit wrong because that ain't gonna fly with him and uh he'll he'll figure it out uh they, he's way too good uh to not get up there and go i mean he had mono and came back and started giving jet the business at the end of the motocross season and uh he he he, he didn't come into it uh in any ideal fashion so i have no doubt in my mind that he'll give him the business uh it was awesome to see Anderson just getting it. And he was, he was hanging with him pretty good. Uh, mm. That sand section was probably the gnarliest section of that track where jet was coming in and he was kind of pre-hopping and then he drop into that hole and bounce over to the outside from the inside. Jason was doing that same line and he was doing it just as clean. I know the broadcast was, you know, talking about how great he was doing it, but Jason was doing it just as good. If you go back and look at some of the footage, he, he really was. And Cooper, Cooper was too. So there's some guys, the, the old dogs aren't going to, aren't going to let them, uh, the, the minute there's some blood in the water, they're going to, they're going to just 
ravage him if they can, you know, they, they like the kid, but they're going to chew him up and spit him out if they get the chance, you know, and then look back at him and smile. Right. But uh, they never know. They may not get the opportunity. That kid is amazing. Right. But uh, yeah, he combines the stats too, doesn't he? It was ridiculous. Dude, did you look, did you see in the main, I didn't hear anybody talk about it, but Prado was right there. Mm. Prado almost got the start. I forget yeah. who kind of, cut him off but if that other guy hadn't been there i think he would have got the whole shot i mean uh i remember somebody making a comment well he doesn't have the mxgp start device blah 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 well uh whoever made that comment i think he shut you the hell up uh the other the other saturday night because I, I was like holy shit dude he he shot out of there like he was in a cannon and uh there's one there's one footage of him coming over and he uh i was, I was talking to greg schnell he sent me a comment and he goes dude look at this and he was just completely laid over on the outside of his tire and just going for it. You know, and Greg won races, right? You know, he, he's a former pro rider, dude. He rode for Yamaha Troy, rad dude, right? And he's like, look at this dude, you know, and this guy, first Supercross he's ever been in, and he's just going for it. So um, to all the haters that we're talking about on Prado, uh, yeah, uh, he I think he finished 13th, but he was running like 9th, 10th, 11th, mm. most of that main. So he he was right in the mix and I wouldn't, you know, San Francisco is going to be a mutter and he's got that, he's got that taken care of. got that first race under his belt. I wouldn't be surprised if he ups his results in San Francisco. You know, Yeah. It's uh, going to be fascinating. Obviously he struggled, you know, he was admitting afterwards that he struggled in the woods quite a lot. He obviously got lapped by jet, but that's, you know, no shame in that. The guy's just a machine and pretty solid debut, really. Such a huge undertaking to fit in there and just to do what he did, make the vein. Obviously, he ticked that box off well, qualified reasonably well around that top 10. And, you know, he admitted that he, you know, struggled racing at night, which is not what he's used to. So that's another thing you got to adapt to. And, you know, even that's a good you know, navigating all those sections, isn't it, mate? So I guess you look at it as a good building step, pretty amazing achievement when, when you step back and look at it, you know, coming in and racing 450 Supercross and getting 13. Amazing experience. And he sort of battled through so much discomfort throughout the whole day and night, really. So much things to figure out with himself and the bike. So all in all, mate, how was Prado from you? And pretty impressive, I reckon. I was impressed, you know, but you just made a good point. You know, I, I never even thought about the fact that the dude's done racing at four o'clock, right? you know, whatever, something like that, whatever they end, but he's a day, he's a daytime guy, you know, early morning and go and super cross you're, you're on the track from early morning till, you know, this one was nice. They were done at eight o'clock at night. I really am stoked on how Feld, you know, first I was like, Oh, that kind of sucks. And then when we were done and I was at home in bed at 10 o'clock at night, I was like, dude, that was rad. Do it again. <laughs> you know, so I think all the West rounds ought to start uh, early, you know, they ought to start at five o'clock. It's great because then the East Coast people, you're going to get a lot more viewership back there. And um, it, it was cool. But I, I think he'll do really good uh, to go back to Prado. Uh, I seen him at the scrum after the race. I didn't get a chance to interview. We were kind of late to get to the scrum because we were in the post-race. Post but uh, I did ask him. I said, dude, what do you think? Did you have fun? He goes, man, that was a good time. You know, I had fun, but he goes, the whoops. And you got real big eyes, like the whoops, you know, at, uh, and then those weren't even really big whoops. So I would think he's going to be doing whoops drills at the, at the test track today. You know, uh, he's probably hammering down on those pretty good, but if it's a mutter, it's going to, he's going to be jumping whoops. So uh, it's going to be pretty gnarly. Uh, the, but that, I, I think that mud favor, like we talked about last time, the, the mud's going to favor him and AP and Barsha and, uh, It'll, it'll be cool but yeah uh i i think he i think he ended up right where i thought he would and i think he'll improve from here uh but you can you know everybody was like well is he gonna stay no he's got to go back for msgp but he you know he was coming over here to see if he likes it and i can tell you from my own eyes just talking to him uh after after the race that he was stoked dude he had a good time you know he made it out all his fingers and toes are you know attached and uh it's not leaving in a meat wagon. He was stoked, you know, so hopefully he makes it all three happy and healthy and can go defend his title and then uh, come back over here and maybe, maybe do a season of uh supercross, go for, go for the gold. Right. You know, so um, maybe put Spain on the map as supercross champions, you know, 
Yeah, mate. Well said. Great insight there. It's pretty cool to see. Obviously, you speak to them and they're sort of a bit more unfiltered, you know, when you're speaking to them in person and they're just the buzz is there, the adrenaline's still pumping. So that's really yeah, cool, mate. Yeah, you probably expect him 2025 full-time assault, isn't it? On the cards. Yeah, and sometimes it's better to talk to those guys without a camera in their face, you know, because then, then they're a little more uh, comfortable, you know. Mm. A lot, of, a lot of guys don't like camera in their face. I mean, I wouldn't like a camera in my face. I'd probably punch you in the face if you stuck a camera in my face. And I'm the guy sticking a camera in everybody else's face. But uh, I'd, I'd be the one they'd know real quick. Get that thing out of my fucking face. Pardon my French. But, I, I, you know, yeah, that would get annoying real quick. But kudos to all those riders who can tolerate the media dorks running up and getting in their face. You know, I try to be respectful about it. But, you know, sometimes you just got to get in there. Uh, the, the one nice thing about being a big old moose is – uh at the end of the race when Jetson came up, you know, I just kind of <laughs> plowed right. <laughs> I, was watching the TV, I was watching the TV show last night and at the end of the actual, I was like, oh, I made it on TV, you know, but I was right there. You, you got to stay behind the, the NBC guys. Get in front of the NBC guys, you're going to be in the doghouse, right? So it's the NBC guys. And once that's out of there, game on. Uh, made the best man win. And uh, being a big old, big old country boy over here, I, I can plow through. So <laughs> I just... I worked right up there and uh, I got my little shots, you know, so, um, but yeah, it, 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 it was fun. You know, I, I think those, the whole experience was just rad, dude. Yeah, but nice. back, I want to go back to Anderson though. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot of people, he, he talked in the press conference, uh, you know, 2022 was a rad year for him. It, it really was, uh, you know, I thought, I thought in 21, he was just going to go, man, you know, I got my championship. I'm, I'm, I'm done. And then when I heard he went to Cali, I was like, okay, cool. This is breath of fresh air. And he, and he tore it up, dude. It was like, holy crap, you know, him and him and Mookie going at it. You know, this was all the way. I think he won seven races. And then last year wasn't the, the best, uh, best deal for him, but he talked about it. He goes, man, I, you know, pregnant wife at home. I don't need to stress her out and, and all that stuff. And and to see him come out last night on that new bike and he just looks so relaxed. Like, um, you know, the old saying, you know, the, the, the father and the son cow are sitting on the top of the hill and the kid cow goes, Hey dad, let's run down and screw one of them bulls. And the dad goes, no, no son, we're going to walk down and screw them all. Right. You know? calm cool collected and had a plan right dad had a plan well jason uh jason's got a plan you could just see he was just he was totally content you know he had his daughter at the race this first time and uh actually got a cool shot of him uh giving his daughter a kiss after the race i think his mom was or his step-mother-in-law was holding the, the daughter and uh i i gave it to jason's wife because oh that's a rat shot you know so um, so, it, you know, new, new era for Anderson, Fam, uh, family man, uh, dad Anderson uh, is, is out there, you know, maybe we'll get him in some new balances and uh, have him out there and some jean shorts or something. I don't know. Uh, I don't, uh, he's pretty styling. So I probably won't, I don't think team fried is going to go with the new balances. I think we're going to keep that with Dean Wilson, but uh, <laughs> uh, he was definitely stoked, kind of relaxed. Uh, I walked down the tunnel before opening ceremonies and he was sitting in the bucket of a loader just kind of chilling by himself and i looked over and just nodded and he nodded back what's up you know just taking it all in and he, he's not wasn't nervous he, he didn't have the anxiety look on his face you know it, it, it's a different jason anderson uh, that i saw you know and uh that first time really being up close with him but seeing how he was with press before and before the races, you'd see him in the pit, in the paddock and kind of just look, you know, intense. And he, he, not that he's not intense on the writing and stuff, but he seemed to be taking it all in and handling it like a straight badass. Right. He was just, yeah, I'm here. I'm doing it. Let's go. You know? So th that was kind of cool to see. That was, that was one takeaway I had that uh, was pretty impressive him I, I think so yeah i think that's when he's at his best he's going to be dangerous if he can keep that up keep the focus and you know just do what he does best mate ride the dirt bike he's like an extension of the bike he's so smooth and flowing got the jersey hanging out the back definitely the one piece suit wouldn't suit him would it mate from craig which we'll <laughs> touch on later but another man talking about country talking about cowboys 
Plessinger, mate. How good was he? So fast. He looked confident. He's, you know, that's where he belongs up there, doesn't he? And if he has a better start, you never know what he could achieve. And he said he's in great shape. He's had a great preseason. He's feeling good with the bike, feeling good with the team. So mentally, physically, everything, the exciting times ahead for him. And he was super fast in the whoops, wasn't he too, mate? You would have seen that firsthand. And obviously his sort of flying at the test track chat took over Malcolm's lately. So he definitely translated that into the racing as well, which obviously is Easier said than done. So I reckon he's in for a big season. Mate, he had a big season last year, like we were talking with RJ with the Motocross Nations. And he just brings a feel-good vibes to the series. And hopefully that win could come this weekend too, mate, after what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, it's all building blocks, right? Stacking pennies is what Dave says. And uh, he had a solid year last year. And now he's coming in happy and fit. And I, I, I did catch an interview with him at the scrum. And, you know, the one thing I asked him is kind of like, hey, you're the – you're kind of the head guy, you know, you're the kind of the senior guy at, at Baker's factory, the way I look at it. And then Malcolm, you know, he, he gave, he, this is a cool thing. He gave credit. Hey, you know, Malcolm's a little older than me, you know? <laughs> but uh, you know, they, I think they've been there right around the same time, but it, it, it's, it's a toss up. Who's the, the head dude right there. And I think right now, if, if you're looking at it at the Baker's factory, it's probably Aaron's got the head of steam, right. With Malcolm coming off his big injury. And I said, what's that like for you kind of being the, the, the big dog down there now, you know, that's, that's got to feel good for your confidence and kind of all that stuff. And, and he goes, yeah, but then it, that's how it kind of went into how they're all kind of real tight and all that stuff. And uh, um, him and RJ and Malcolm, I'm trying to, I keep trying to like rile them up about their fishing uh, shenanigans, you know, and uh, I think you guys may see their first YouTube ed- edit is Malcolm and AP and RJ going fishing. And uh, so it, this is how that video is going to go out in my mind. Malcolm's going to come out like full factory fisherman, everything. He's going to have a mechanic on the boat, you know, handing him reels and lures and stuff. AP is going to be out there just being AP. And then, you know, uh, I see RJ over there with like one of those automatic reels that you have when you're a little kid. <laughs> And just like, dude, all right, I'm over it, man. Let's go to the store and get some fish there. You know, this is too damn hot. We're in Florida. You know, that's the way I see it playing out. But I see it as absolute comedy gold. So, guys, if you actually watch this, please do that YouTube because it'll be freaking hilarious, dude. The three of those guys would be like the three stooges on a fishing boat, right? Uh, yeah, that they're, they're missing out on just comedy gold and a little bit of YouTube cheddar, you know, make some yeah. side money. You know? So uh i i think they should do it but uh yeah he he absolutely was flying on the bike he looks happy you know you, you can't win the championship at a1 but you can lose it and thank god nobody none of the main players lost it uh even cooper got up and finished the race and mm-hmm. that's one guy that surprised the hell out of me i mean i knew he would be solid i i figured he would kind of come in top five after paris and then, you know, in qualifying, he was kicking butt and, yeah, whoa, dude, that's usually not his his strong suit. And then, dude, he he was racing. He was going for it. And, I, I you know, what the one thing I liked is when he when he came up hard on Anderson in that corner, mm. they kept it. He, he could have yard sailed Anderson into, into the cheap seats and he didn't, you know, it, straight respect. Right. And then they went they went at it and Coop going down sucked. And, you know, you know, Chase was riding by going, thank you. Jesus, you know, then right on. Thanks, Coop. <laughs> you steak dinner, right? But uh, I, 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 oof, I would hate to see the look on his face if he didn't make it on the podium. But um, so Coop's, Coop's got a chip on his shoulder big time, I guarantee you now. So we're going to see him come out fire. And so this just, that's the awesome thing about the sport and how the rounds play out is, is nobody ran away. Well, Jet ran away, kind of went in the race that, uh, that was unexpected that he would just, lead it wire to wire but everybody came in and showed such good potential chase cooper you know uh, even roxon in his heat race you know so it's game on dude uh they they've got uh a, a big mountain to climb with jetson and like tomac even said on the broadcast uh you know hey he's the guy he's he's one of the dudes so if eli tomac's saying you're one of the dudes everybody else in the paddock better better be paying attention to that and you're you're dummy if you don't but 
And, yeah, and Coop looks you know, thinner, didn't he? He's lost a bit of weight, all the talk is, and he just like you look at that from Paris, and he's just that's a completely different rider almost. And he was hanging in there third most of the evening, and he just looked really up for it, didn't he? Like you said, battling with Anderson. Good to see those guys back where they belong up the top. And yeah, it's going to be made for a fascinating season. Those guys are all going to be battling it out. There's going to be so many huge battles coming up, isn't there, mate? And he's ready for the fight, isn't he? Yeah, he looked comfortable. He, he just the track bit him. It could have happened to anybody. So. Um, I I don't think uh, there's any worries at the star racing camp about Cooper Webb. I, I'm sure Bobby was pretty happy. I mean, they were all, I guarantee they were bummed that he, that he went down over that little, that was a weird little hip, but mm. uh, it looked real kind of, you had to hit it perfect on that downside or it would have been easy to wash, but it, it was weird. If you look at the video, man, it just, whap, it just mm. rolled him over the bars. Right. You know, so l- luckily his season didn't end. Yeah. at the beginning right so uh we're all lucky for that because having him in there just makes things interesting you know uh, i wish they would uh mic up the helmets on the start line like the nfl does because cooper would be talking shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean hey we let's get over i know we all want to be professional and shit but you want some views you want some interaction with the fans mic up cooper webb on the start line that'll be one of the biggest things viewed in motocross right you know his head games are second to none so that that, that'd be funnier and shit uh i don't see it happening but boy that'd be gold if they did oh mate he'd be the man he's the gamer isn't he and i just wanted to get you some stats from our stats master paul piercy obviously he delivered some stuff that's just gone up on the website so your take on these ones mate obviously the main event fastest laps was lawrence plessinger and anderson but there's only really a couple of tenths less than a couple of tenths between them mate so it shows how close it was that top speed of those elite guys and the average lap times obviously lawrence anderson and webb so that sort of shows Webb how good he was riding, the consistency, and then the most consistent lap times we've got here. So the smallest difference between the fastest and the slowest lap was Sexton, Ferrandis, and Barsha. So there's some interesting stuff there. Shows the guys that have the staying power and the fitness. Obviously, Jet does. He sort of manages things, and he can take the foot off the gas. And, you know, you're dealing with lappers and all sorts of things to vary these things. But pretty cool stuff by Paul there. And pretty interesting Ferrandis, mate. I want to get your thoughts on him. Obviously, he looks so happy. He wanted to be on that Honda, didn't he, mate? He's got the program. He sort of says, not so much about the resources you have it's about the way they're channeled and he's got a small team but they're really smart people they're so intelligent with the bike and they know how to make him happy and to make him comfy and the results was a testament to that and he wanted that honda and he's relishing the chance made everything seems to be fitting him well and it's a great start to the season for him getting fit i was impressed with him i thought he looked great you know and uh they're a new team um you know stepping up to another level that they weren't at last year and and uh he's got a wizard behind him. I mean, uh, if, if you guys over in Australia or in England don't know who Ziggy is from Factory Connection, he he's the, he was the guy behind the Geico Honda team. You know, Factory Connection all the way back from when LaRocco was on it, then Wyndham and and all the Geico kids. Uh, you know, uh, Ziggy was the guy behind. You know, one one of the key guys behind that. But he's the suspension guru, right? And uh, Dylan looked really comfortable out there, you know, and so to go from his results last season uh, to a fifth at Anaheim, I think everybody's pretty, pretty happy with that. That's a, that's a nice cornerstone to build off of. Right. And uh, the guy knows how to ride a bike and, and, you know, there's chatter that he feels like he's back on his 250 days. Like he can, he can ride the bike like he did. He rode the two fifties and he, the dude was insane in 2019 at a one, the way he rode that bike, I mean, Jesus, you know, nobody was as fast as Dylan Ferrandez in, in 2019 on that 250. I mean, it was just ridiculously fast. So if he can figure that out and start riding the bike like that, where I don't know if you're I kind of my way of explaining it, when he would come into a corner, it was like he was throwing his bike and momentum. It just like he was trying to stab the turn and then fly through it like he, he wanted to murder every corner with speed and power and if he can ride a 450 like that you know everybody's got their own different style jet super smooth eli just bulldogs anderson you know shirt flapping in the wind and, surfing and he's got anderson's got crazy finesse you know he's finesse but he's just insane all over the bike you know is he gonna yard sail or is he gonna just do something amazing you know it you don't it, that's the way it looks in my mind when i see him you know he's a super rad rider but just crazy right you know like just 
things flying all over the place. You never know what's going to happen. But and then Ferrandis is that guy who's um, a surgeon. He's just trying to murder the corners and and go as fast as he can. And and uh, so there's a bunch of different riding styles out there on the track, and it's going to be interesting to see who stays on top and, you know, who, who has good weekends and different types of dirt. And, uh, you know, that, that track at, um, in Arizona that, that when they get it wet in the morning, man, it's like riding on grease. I've, I've walked that track at track walk and boy, you got to be careful that you don't end up on your butt just trying to walk across from whoop to whoop, you know? So who's going to be able to ride the snot, who's going to be able to ride the ruts, who's going to be able to ride the blue groove. Right. You know, so there's there's a lot of things and a lot of riding styles that are going to come into play this season and um we're gonna have fun watching is what we're gonna have fun doing and talking about it oh man it's such a long season and so many yeah like you said different services different conditions they all got to navigate it all mate in that 450 class you know it's brutal and to be a champ it's so difficult so to see how it plays out it's going to be so good obviously it's about that consistency and management because you can't win every night obviously jet's sort of proven us wrong last year with the outdoors and just throughout his career but he's going to face some adversity no doubt at some point and i just wanted to get your thoughts on kenny rocks and obviously him and mookie went down early but those guys were hauling through the field weren't they a little bit underrated i guess unheralded rides because they weren't at the front, but they were seriously fast. And it was pretty cool, mate. Kenny would have been loved to see those guys get a start and see how they stack up. But nonetheless, they deserve credit for those rides, mate, and coming through. And I'm pretty sure Kenny wasn't too far from Tomac by the end, wasn't he? And yeah, so it just shows the speed. And when he's happy on that Suzuki, mate, he can do great things. So watch out this weekend. Now, he was impressive in that that heat race. I mean, he was he checked out. I mean, he sprints probably harder than anybody out of the, out of the gate. Um, you know, unfortunately, he went down in the in the uh main event and Mookie went down and uh but they both charged forward through the pack I mean I really being down on the track you don't see as much as you think you would right but uh you could uh, you know I would kind of gauge guys as they would come by where they were at and like okay kind of counting from a fixed point all right he's gaining on him you know you can look back up at the ticker tape and wait for the times to come by but then you missed the race so you just kind of pick a fixed point and count one, 1,000, you know, see if they're kind of catching him on the slab. So he was, he was charging hard, you know, I don't think he got hurt or nothing, but uh, if if you just kind of wipe away the, the main event results, cause the crash off the start kind of screwed him, but uh, he's definitely super, super fast. And that, I think he looks already more comfortable on that bike than he did last year. You know, he's got a full year on it to develop that thing. And, making exactly what he wants. So I don't think we've heard the rest of all kickstart. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully he uh, busts out as a polish and polishes up his kids start. So it's nice and blingy for when he gets on the podium and he can get up there and yay me and all that stuff. Uh, Mookie, God, man, I wish he would have, wish he would have come out and let the world on fire. I, I just, there's two, two people that if, if they win, like I said, uh, if Aaron wins, they're going to break the internet and Malcolm's the other one, you know, yeah. it's just, yeah, I, I just want those guys to get it. Even if it's just one, I don't care. Just, I want them to just kick everybody's ass one night and stand on the top of that box. Cause that stadium's going to be so loud. If they do it at Seattle, that's like the loudest football stadium in America. So the, the acoustics in that stadium are ridiculous. Uh, they designed it actually that way to kind of mess with the other team, right? Uh, they probably all wear these gnarly uh, ear, earplugs or something to play, but that's, that stadium's super loud. And uh, if they win at either one of those, dude, they're going to shatter windows. <laughs> it's just yeah. so- Same as AC too, mate. He'd break a few things, wouldn't he, if he won? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hope he doesn't break a bunch of hearts this year because uh, – he's he's got so much talent and so much time and uh that yeah that would be another one like i said it'd be a podium speech for the ages right but uh hey one one thing we 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 didn't go over that i'd like to catch real quick before we wrap up is uh max voland how good did he look dude he got that heat race win right out the gate got his first heat race victory uh super fast Bummed he didn't he didn't get up a little farther in, in the main, you know. But hey, kitchens, kitchen's a gamer. But the PC boys, they uh they came out swinging and they said, Hey, we're here. And, and uh, what are we thinking? We didn't even talk about Bomer. We got to talk about Bomer. Oh. But uh uh Max is game. That that move to Kawasaki was the right move for him. Um and 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 uh, one of the questions I asked on Instagram was 
you know, we've had father and son in Europe with uh, the average, right? And actually now grandson, right? All, all racing. But if we ever had a father and son race for Mitch, for the same team, you know, Alan and Tyson race for him, uh, his uncle. So three members of that family have raced professionally for Mitch. I thought that was pretty rad, a pretty rad stat. And uh, to get a heat race win his first time out, you know, that, that was pretty rad. But keep an eye out for him. Um, so skilled, think, isn't he? Dude, kid just rips. He just rips. Uh, and, he, and he's got his dad, you know, working with him every day. You know, that that his dad was the only dude who could straight up wax Ricky Carmichael outdoors when he wanted to. I mean, one of the few, right? And so when you have a guy like that in your corner and Mitch in your corner, I think they're I think that I think that's just the right environment for him to be in. He's he's dialed. And then Juju, holy crap. Davey, man, hell yeah, Davey Millsaps. Uh he uh he he planted a good seed and watered it. You know, farmer Davey uh raised a good crop on that one. But uh I couldn't believe how fast that kid was going, dude. He's just getting it. And uh I imagine nerves got to him, maybe a little bit of uh just oh my god, I'm I'm at you know 15 minutes here, and uh, you know, so he started going backwards a little bit, but I don't think that was a fluke. <laughs> I think everybody better uh keep an eye on what he's doing and i'm sure there's a lot of race tape that they're watching on that kid and seeing what he's doing and how he's doing it but uh he's got no fear i know that he uh he'll he'll hit anything and the starts were amazing too yeah yeah his starts were killer so if that kid's you know i was like hmm everybody talked about how good hayden was right out the gate well Look at how hard he came out firing his first Supercross. You know, uh, I'm kind of the battle of the the kids. You know, I want to see him and him and Hayden go at it in one of the East West shootouts. That'll that'll be pretty interesting because they're both Bulldogs, dude. So uh, that was that was the first thing I was thinking when he was in the main running rounds. I can't wait to see him and Hayden go at it. You know, I hope I hope the Moto Gods bless us with the two of those guys through a rhythm section coming into a corner because it's going to be epic. Neither one of them is going to let up and or or cut it the other one any slack i i think they're both pretty clean racers but uh don't think they won't block past the shit out of each other to 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 get in the lead but so that that's going to be one that we really want to look out for for these west shootouts so yeah the talent's will. massive isn't it it's so exciting and obviously he'll develop at his own pace but for a debut mate how good was it that was just so impressive and definitely opened some eyes and you know probably exceeded expectations well and truly and kind of vindicated ktm's decision to hand him that factory spot mate he just looked so good and he's definitely got that little bit extra that a lot of other talents don't have does he? he's got that little bit where you think yeah we can work on this like you were saying mate and working with davey's in a good position and he's got the whoops pretty dialed he's got the sections pretty dialed and he obviously comes from that jet ski background so speed's no issue is it yeah no that and the pressure of winning championships i mean championships a championship i'd imagine i don't know i never won one i, I won the uh cheeseburger eating championships and on my couch watching the motocross <laughs> that's what i was a champion of but uh uh he he's a seven-time world jet ski champion and for, for y'all guys over uh across the pond there Lake Havasu is the world headquarters of stand-up jet ski racing in the late 80s, early 90s. And still now the IJSBA is coming back and he's seven-time world champion. So the kid knows how to handle pressure, win a title, train his ass off. Uh, you know, uh, from our sources talking to Davey, you know, he said that kid has got a work ethic like no other in his, you can have the hardest work ethic, you know, um, you can be a big dumb animal and work like an ox, but uh, not retain anything. But if you're, if you're a, 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 an ox and you work your ass off, but you can retain things and learn things and pick up things quick. And apparently his uh, ability to get shown something and retain it and put it into places is, is uh, the best out there, you know? So if, if the kid's like that and he uh, doesn't ragdoll himself into infinity, then I think you're going to have a, uh, um, a title contender uh, grooming up here very shortly. 
Yeah, it's going to be so cool to see how it plays out. And I guess any final thoughts from you for the 250 class, mate? Obviously, Shimoda, probably not the night he would have liked, mate. Obviously, the heats didn't go to plan. He had that crash and then the mains didn't go. He obviously would rather be much better than fourth. I guess it's still okay. It's first round. You know, he's got plenty of time, but you don't want to give RJ too many points, mate, because those two are going to be right up there all the time. So plenty to work on for him, mate. He'll be looking to come out and improve. But yeah, he's such a skilled rider. You definitely back him to do that. And obviously, you go down the list, Marchbank seventh, Oldenburg eighth, rider. D down in ninth, Mumford 10th, Bourdon, the Frenchman, pretty decent. They put that one in 11th. And as you sort of rule down the list, obviously Lux Turner had a really nasty incident there, didn't he, mate? And you have Talon Hawkins. There's some really talented guys back there. And obviously, too, we need to discuss, which you, you know, saw obviously Nicoletti had that heartbreaking bike failure at the start, so he couldn't line up. And Nate Thrasher down there as well, having another nasty crash. But Yamaha have since said that he'll be all right for next weekend. So any of that to pick at there, mate? I, I saw I walked by uh Phil when he was on behind the start gate after after his, he couldn't get out there and you could just see he was pretty upset so stay away from Phil you know I'm gonna, he just leave, leave him be and let him sort it out I don't need that kind of ash chewing in my life but uh um Thrasher yeah on him you know maybe we need to get him a Thor uh instant airbag suit I just I don't want the guy to get hurt man I want him to make it out but uh you know, he's, he's, he's right up there. Jordan Smith was fast as shit. And, you know, we didn't talk about yeah. that. Uh, Thrasher's capable of running with all those guys. And I, I was pretty, st- I was really stoked on, on seeing Juju do good. I was really stoked on Max. I like the kid. Um, I think uh, he, he didn't have the, things set up the way that he needed him in the past and now he does so i think we're going to see a completely different max voland um kitchen you know he wants to win a title for mitch you know he came he came to ride that bike because he wanted to win a title for mitch and he wanted to have his kind of way of doing things and now he's got it and and he showed that he he's capable of pulling forward and it, that just it's gonna be interesting to see who's consistent out of the young kids right you know and uh joe that sucks. He hit the ground, but you know he's got a great team behind him. Uh, those those guys know how to win. Um, Hunter, oh, poor guy, uh, just sucks, dude. But don't count that dude out because I saw him at the Honda Test Track preseason. He's fast as hell, and he looks good on that 450. He just he had a shit night, you know. Everybody, everybody got to pay the piper. And March Banks, how how rad was that? Uh, the Club MX guys, man, you gotta you gotta like those dudes, man. They uh, they get after it. Uh, I talked to Mike quite a bit over there, and and he's cool. They just got a great program. I can't wait for the East to open up and see how those guys do over there. But uh, I think Anaheim won all in all was successful. You know, uh, sucks the guy from AEO. It looks sounds like he broke his hip or something, but. Uh, you know, yeah, that's a heartbreaker. But they've got Talon Hawkins over there now, and that kid's rad. He looked really good out there, you know, and uh, I think he qualified right into the main out of the first heat he was in. So that was, that was pretty – I was pretty stoked on that. Uh, if, he, if he gets comfortable, real real comfortable on that bike, I, I expect to see some good finishes out of him uh, higher than top 10. I, I want to see him get into the five, six, seven range. I think he really is capable. He's super fast. Um uh, when he when he's comfortable, uh, really be happy on that. But I just think we all uh, Saturday night, you know, tune in. And uh, was that Sunday morning for you guys over there in Australia? About yeah, it's kind of Sunday morning, Sunday Arvo, so it's a good time. Yeah, so that, that that's good. So Sunday afternoon for you boys, and uh, Saturday night for us on the west coast of the states. Uh, it's gonna be gnarly. Uh, looks like uh, we're going to get that mutter we were all wondering about. And uh, when San Francisco's a mutter, it's a slopper. It's not this Southern California raid. You know, I grew up in Northern California and all these people in Southern California, uh, it, it rains an inch and the whole world ends. And, you know, they think that, you know, the sky is falling, you know, when it rains in Northern California, that's some mud. You know, I've buried many a four wheel drive trucks up to the headlights in that mud. So imagine what happens when those bikes get out there and um, it's a quagmire. I don't care how much plastic they put on the track. I don't care how much they pump it out. If you go back and look at all the mud races that San Francisco ever had, it's just an absolute quagmire. So if we're going to have a mudder, let's have one where it just looks like a hillbilly redneck motocross race and we have to wipe off their number plate to see who won. That That's what I want. I want it to just be a complete shit show. 
don't want anybody to get hurt, but I just want asses flying everywhere and squirreling out and, you know, falling face first in the mud. I just, I just want to just watch them grind for that win if they're going to do a mutter. So anyway, uh, I'm glad. Thanks for having me back on, man. That was, that yeah. was stoked. I wanted to get your thoughts on Justin Cooper quickly too, mate, a guy that sort of went under the radar, consistent, measured, stable, really smart rider, very technical. And I guess not many people had him beaten Tomac at A1. So a little bit unheralded ride, but really good effort, wasn't it, mate? Yeah, I guess we should talk about that. And we didn't talk about Eli. Yeah, I mean, hey, Justin's Justin's a gamer. He's fast. Uh, he rode a 450 last year and did pretty yeah. good, you know. And uh, I think uh, he's he kind of reminds me of RJ the way he is, you know, uh, just uh, just a bulldog, you know. He He's just a bulldog. And I think he'll figure that 450 out. And I think he's going to surprise some people. And, and Eli, you know. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't even go on the vital form anymore because it's just, uh, you know, it's like watching a bunch of window lickers type on the computer. It's like, fuck man, shut up. But they, Oh, Tom X, dude, the guy had a, what could have been a career injury in May, you know, let's see your fat ass get back on a bike and go for it. You know, uh, give him some time, you know, uh, he, he, he that and nobody's more gnarly than Eli Tomac and uh, and I hope and I hope he does a Supercross series and I hope he he has enough fun to where he does motocross because uh, I want to really see him in Jetson outdoors and then come into the Super Motocross finale and uh, really go for it. So that's the one thing people got to think about. We got Supercross, then we got motocross. It's not two separate series anymore. They they're all tying in. And one thing did, uh, I noticed last night, they mentioned on the broadcast, they changed the points around. So last year it was 26 points for a win. It's now back to 25 points for a win. So that's going to change around the way the point structure goes for getting into SMX finals. So Eli had an eighth. Okay, well, he's had an eighth before and come out and won the title. So, um, you know, he's not historically not the quickest starter, but – Hopefully, hopefully come San Francisco, uh, you know, he, I think he won San Diego, the last big mudder we had, so he can ride in the mud and win in the mud. Uh, that that's a, a real deal for him, but I, I just, I want to see him kind of shut the pace eaters up. Uh, I want, I want the old man to come out there and slap them kids around and tell them to shut the hell up and go sit back in the corner where they belong. Uh, he's, uh, as an old guy, you want to see the old guy kick the shit out of the kids a little bit, you know? So. It'll be uh it'll be a good time to see him when he finally goes beast mode, man. It's just you know, it, uh, you piss him off enough, and you're gonna get what you asked for. And yeah, he's coming. You don't want to poke the bear, do you? No, no, you don't want to poke the bear because uh, he'll give it to you. Yeah, he's I don't think he's got two gives two shits if he hurts your feelings on that track. So, oh, mate, he's an animal. Yeah, he's so cool. We just want to see him back out there and firing. So, yeah, but anyway, mate, really grateful for you taking the time to join us on this one. And a quick final thoughts for you. What's up for the rest of the week? And you guys at Whiskey Throttle have been crushing the content, so I'm sure you've got some big plans as well, mate. So just give us a rundown of what's happening for you and the team at Whiskey. And definitely thank you for joining us again on this one, mate. Cheers. Yeah, we're, we're squirreling around, um, um, working on uh, the logistics to get our guy up to San Francisco and uh, – film some more stuff and uh, uh, Bruce is uh, getting ready for an NGPC round our national grand prix championship series is starting up. So Bruce is flying the flag for us. So we're, we're a media team, but we're, we're also going racing, you know, so um, uh, we're, we're kind of doing everything, you know, so we're supercross motocross NGPC. Uh, we got some cool dual sports stuff. We're going to be working on, um, uh, working on, you know, more, more of our racing stuff, you know, so we're promoting races and, and, uh, going racing and, and doing media. We're doing all kinds of shit. Look out. We're coming. Yeah. Get out of my way. If you're in my way, I'm going to mow you over. Right. And so all bases covered. Yeah, pretty much. Right. You know, we're, we're hungry and, and we're, we're getting after it. So that's kind of the schedule for the week. Unfortunately, I'm stuck up in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but, I love what I do and uh, I love the mine and the people up here, they're awesome. And so I'm going to go make gold great again and then uh, be back down and uh, hopefully see everybody in San Diego. Cause uh, I'll tell you what, it's about 22 Fahrenheit out here. It's cold. And uh, I'd, I'd much rather be in that nice, warm, sunny San Diego weather in the winter uh, than this, but uh, 
got to do what I got to do, but, uh, let's catch up. Uh, you know, Hey, if, if I'm free, I'll, I'll get with you every week and do one of these. I think it'd be a blast. You know, we'll, uh, chop it up. Cause I like to, I like to really hear, and you know, it'd be cool. Maybe get your, your folks over there in Australia and, and in England have, have those, have your supporters send in some kind of questions, you know, for us and, and, or some things that they want to talk about. I, w- I would love to hear the feedback from, from the guys in Australia and the guys in Europe. I, I, I would love to hear what you fans think of what is going on here in America and, and any questions they have that we, we don't talk about. I think that'd be kind of cool. Maybe we could do a little couple questions. We answer some fan questions. I think that'd be kind of cool to do, you know, uh, if we're going to talk, if we're going to do these recaps and talk about the racing, let's, let's answer a couple of fans questions. I think that'd be kind of sick. You know, I, I really want to know what you guys think over there. You know, I, I think it's pretty rad. So. Yeah, mate, the fans are awesome and they have good insight and they have great ideas because they love the sport like us and they're so passionate and often, you know, they don't have platforms for their thoughts to get heard. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, any questions, happy to fire them off and we'll take them, won't we, mate? So before we let you go, mate, we'll thank the sponsors in Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, AS3 Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, O'Neill, and of course, even Strokes for all their incredible support. As without them, none of this would be possible. All right, that's been the latest MX Vice SMX review show with Jeff Beaver. Whiskey Throttle Editor-at-Large, all the best, and look forward to speaking to you next time. All right, brother, have a good night, and uh, be safe. No worries, mate, all the best.